Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. Uh, check out FrontlineGaming.org for your discounted models, terrain, mats, and other hobby supplies. We're your hosts, Seth. Kicker. Shelby. Hey, we're all hey. back again. It's good to <laughs> yeah, be back, guys. How y'all been? What you been up to? Guys, I just spent 12 hours, yes, 12 hours trying to find tables for the Lone Star Open. Apparently, we've used every single table in uh, northern Dallas. So, uh, yeah, if you live in Texas and want to donate some tables, I am struggling. But I think I just found them. I've also been spending you know, hours kit bashing models for my Admech Army because you got to love a good kit bash. Uh, what are you up to, Shelby? Yes, definitely Power Gamer. I'm surprised that you don't have enough tables and mats. And I guess my brain was just like, if you had that stuff for ACO, you should have it for the Lone Star. Those places are very far away from each other, Shelby. (laughs) No, no, no. no. So we have the terrain, we have the mats, but the actual physical tables we borrow from the venues. And we've used every single table at the convention center for... Oh, there there are no tables left in Texas. There's no tables left in Texas. Texas, get together. (laughs) What what are you up to, Uh, Shelby? Uh, I just finished putting together a bunch of Lich Guard that I definitely didn't need last minute for the team tournament coming up this weekend. I forgot about. Definitely didn't forget it uh, at all. Hold on. Still need to paint. Them yeah, I was like, all. I was like, do we have to paint? <laughs> no, I can do it. I think I can do it. I am ninety five percent sure that I can get it done uh, tonight slash tomorrow. We um, showed up to the last event. And we're painting <laughs> models through the night. <laughs> we won't do that because I'm going to get there. Shelby, like, you're not showing sure late until Friday. You're not yeah. allowed to do that. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm also missing the Hawks Bucks game, uh, which is a bit of a bummer because I want to see the Atlanta team that I love lose again, <laughs> like they do. It's fine. Anyways, Seth, what are you up to? Shelby, I got to take. A, I got to take a personal aside here on the show. Uh, I, I may have off work on Friday if we have to paint some models, but I need to know I need to paint some models on Friday, okay? I will have an update for you tomorrow. That okay. is a really good friend right there. He, he's it's my best team. friend. It's yes. my team. <laughs> I, ain't taking, I ain't taking 10 points off our team score. It's fine. Uh, what have I been up to? Um, yeah. I've been I've been getting reps with the stomp list. I'm taking the stomp out this weekend for the team event we're at. I've been uh, trying to paint up a bunch of warbikers. I have like 11 of them on the table right now. Um, I've been talking to a tons of folks about some uh, stories we're working on here for the show, which we will get to later when we get to my section. Um, but I have been talking to a lot of different people about a lot of different cool stories. So, uh, Kicker, why don't you take us into industry news? All right, guys, industry news, kind of a slow week, but there's been some Blood Bowl news. Now, I know you're wondering, like, Blood Bowl, who really gives a, you know, crap about Blood Bowl? But yes, there is something here of relevance for us. Blood Bowl, they're releasing old models made to order again. These are classic old models that were made in metal, and they're coming back out again. And you got to start thinking, like, are they going to do more of that for 40K? They did it, I think, with a... the the real uh, the Imperial Guard the old special regiment so it's kind of exciting to see them going back into their archives and pulling out old models to re-release them Seth I'm sure you had models from when you were a little kid that you would love to see again right um I if specifically for me I would love to see some of the orcs because I didn't get into orcs until of like course. Uh, <laughs> sixth edition so there's definitely some old orcs that I'd totally be happy to get again. Oh, nice. Well, speaking of orcs, the new Age of Sigmar is uh, rolling out this weekend, the new edition. This will be available this weekend and will be being uh, played at a tournament starting next month, including the Lone Star Open. I'm not sure uh, what people think about the new like take on orcs. That's a big deal. I mean, I kind of like it. What, what do you think, Shelby? Do you like the new orcs in uh, the Age of Sigmar kit? 
Uh, I don't, I don't know about the orc specifically or any of the rules or anything, but that Dominion box, like the entire Dominion box is hot. Also the rule book in the box is like a limited edition and it is really, really spicy. I mean, I, I, I think Seth and I have actually talked about this. I love the aesthetic of those orcs that like kind of nasty, gnarly, cool dirty, boys, yeah. grimy. Yeah. And Seth, on the other hand, what do you think about Seth? No, they're they're uh-huh. not for me. They yeah. they look like, and this is not a this is not a knock on them, but they look like uh like Lord of the Rings orcs. Yeah, and to me that totally. to me that just clashes with the rest of the orc aesthetic that they already had going in AOS. If there were no orcs at all and they were just like rebooting the race, I could see it. But I'm I'm not I'm not in on it. And they don't mix well into 40k orcs. So no, not at all. Seth, and, I'm in the same boat as you. I looked at them and I'm like, ah, they're cool, but they're not the 40k Age of Sigmar orc aesthetic at all. Yeah. They should just like paint them blue and make them trolls or something totally different. Just don't call them orcs because they're so different. They're cruel um, boys. Kick your cruel, cruel, yeah, cruel boys. Well, guys, I mean, at least they're still spelling things incorrectly. That's staying consistent. <laughs> important, really. The the spelling inconsistency is a definition of an orc. That- <laughs> Why I'm everything with a Z at the end. Um, guys, uh, in FLG company news, we're setting a brand new precedent here. We're going to be moving the rules cutoff back by a few days. It used to always be on the Friday, uh, two weeks before, but now we're going to be doing it on the following Monday. Uh, so basically, we're moving from 14 days to 12 days before the, uh, the event. And this is going to allow us to squeeze in any last minute rule drop offs that tend to come over that weekend or codex releases. Seth, you know, the orcs are coming, man. So we really decided yeah. to do this because we need the orc codex is coming in a few weeks, few, you know, sometime next month. And so we're hoping to be able to squeeze that in for, so that it's, uh, you know, being able to play, be played at the Lone Star Open. So I know that should excite you, Seth, but there's a lot of orc fanatics out there that would love to be able to bring uh, this codex to the next event. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a big change for us. So that's going to be a rolling precedent that we're going to do for all frontline gaming events. And hopefully other uh, other organizers will kind of follow suit. You know, the idea of, you know, giving you guys one more weekend to try and get another rules drop. Um, the compute, uh, community poll is live on the Facebook page. We did ask people, what's the realistic ratio of the uh, judges to players for a large ITC event? Now, everyone wants there to be a one-to-one player to judge ratio. That's not realistic, right? I mean, that's just not possible. We did ask people, you know, one judge for every 32 players, one judge for 64 players, one judge for 128. And everyone just wants, of course, one to 32. That's really hard to pull off as our events get bigger and bigger. I mean, for, you know, LVO, we have over a thousand players right there. So that's like a whole, like, you know, army of judges. But um, there's some pretty good discussion going on there. Feel free to chime and give us your opinion. One of the cool things that some people have said, though, is having maybe like assistant judges. So you have your higher, like, bracket of judges and then you have assistant judges just to give you some more uh you know boots on the ground and help reach that you know one judge to every 32 player ratio that is the the, the dream uh, what do you guys think uh shelby have you ever thought that you needed more judges in, in in one of your tournaments um i mean okay so this is a bit of a strange question mostly because i don't think like as a person that i could ever call a judge on somebody please don't take <laughs> advantage of that like now that i've just told everybody um but i mean i i think i it I think people typically just run to the TO at smaller events. I don't, I've never been into anything larger than a, than a GT except for Warzone. And Warzone, it was mostly just the tournament organizers. People would just run and find them. Um, and, and so I don't know. Sure is my answer. <laughs> well, 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 Seth, you are a competitive guru on this uh, podcast. What, yes, what do you Seth, think? Do you, I, yeah. Hold on about that term. But uh, <laughs> um, I, so, so I think 1 to 32 is probably about a, a good spot. But I think something to consider, uh, you there's a lot of other work that goes on besides actual floor judges. You've got guys that are, you know, inputting scores and making sure pairings are, you know, someone's 
you know, uh, ACO, they're saying like, if your opponent doesn't show up by this time, come up and we'll repair yeah. you. You got a person doing that. Um, you've got people running around doing just some logistics work. So I think if, if, if you took that off, like not saying take that off the judge team, but if you're looking for other roles, like, you know, tournament administrators, if that makes sense, less judges, like, you know, just so that like truly you, you actually had that one to 32 running around. I think that would be good. Um, and I certainly think, you know, ha- I know magic. And again, I, I made a comment about magic of the week and I got grilled in the comments. I don't care guys. I don't care. Say what you want, but I, there are different levels of judges in different other competitive games. I think that would be totally fine if we had, you know, these are our upper level judges and we're going to mostly have them in the areas where we think there are problems and lower level judges for, for other areas. And just to kind of make sure we got the bodies around to deal with things like, Hey, can you help us adjust this terrain and that kind of stuff? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. If if the if the world of of forty k were more, uh, I guess standardized is the word that I'm looking for. I think having official judges like across the U.S., like a team of judges that is is just forty k judges. Period. Uh, because that's what Magic does, right? Is that yeah. they have this like unit of judges she, that get deployed everywhere. She, I she also said did it. it. Yes, she look, said it. Look, whatever. <laughs> people, I I really I don't think you got grilled for using a Magic reference. It's just that, uh, you know, salty people gonna salt. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I I. Of course, having more judges is the dream, but it's uh, it is a it's a chaos. It is utter chaos at forty k events. Yeah. So, anyways, we, def- we definitely want to have one of our frontline gaming staff judges at every one of the frontline gaming events, if not there in person, at least on call. But then, you know, we are trying to increase our our ratio of judge to player uh, at every event. But we'll we'll see uh, where we can get that you know um well guys in event news i will tell you that we are going to be posting on the community page soon the entire list of all the atlantic city open winners that has been requested many 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 times uh people want to see who won best ren uh, person at not man ren person uh who won best appearance you know and of course the best general so we'll be doing that uh, posting that list soon um and we want to post a few photos of the beautiful trophies uh the, the all glass fancy championship trophies we we handed out uh and then also guys the lone star open hotel uh the room block is totally sold out i mean totally sold out now this is actually the third time the room block has sold out which is ridiculous the first two times i was able to beg uh, the hotel management to increase our, our room block size but at this point they're like nope we cannot add any more rooms. We're almost sold out as it is. So our room block, uh, the discounted rate was $89 a night. And now if you're trying to book a room, you're looking at almost double that. So it's important to like realize that if you're coming to one of our events, uh, as soon as you get your ticket to the event, get your room because you don't want to be stuck in this position where you're scrambling to get a room at the hotel and having to pay a significantly higher price point. Uh, Seth, do you when do you get your rooms normally? You get your room immediately, so, right? So I think an important point for that is uh, most hotels, um, they offer a pretty robust refund policy. Is that right, Kicker? Like I remember yeah. I, I already got my ticket for um for LVO's room. Yeah, yeah. Because it had like, hey, you can get canceled within a week of this and get a full refund. Um, so that really helps because if you're if you're buying the ticket for something way out, you know, months away and you don't know. Can I get the leave time? Am I going to be able to get yada, 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 whatever I need? Um, it just helps to, to have that that cancellation policy. And FLG is good about ticket refunds too. So then exactly. in, in my, you know, so using me as an example, I've got my LVO ticket. I've got my LVO hotel room. I will wait till we get closer to buy my actual like airplane ticket just in case like my work schedule is just like, bro, you ain't going to be allowed to go. So, um, yeah. you know, I can get those things refunded, but I can keep my, my, uh, my, not lose my money on my plane ticket. Exactly. Um, so I think, yeah, I would snatch those tickets right away because double, yeah, you're spending twice as much money now, or you're getting a hotel somewhere else in town and you've got to figure out how to get back and forth, you know, and that just adds another layer of, uh, doing stuff on the day of the event. That's not hanging out with your friends and rolling dice. 
Yeah, you do not want to be paying the full price for the Las Vegas hotel. I mean, it's a great hotel, but you definitely want to be getting the discounted Frontline Gaming Room Block uh, price. Yeah. Hey, uh, Shelby, what's happening what? in the uh, Frontline Gaming Network? Well, yeah, uh, several things. First, before we move on to that, uh, just a quick, a few things from the chat that I thought were interesting. Okay, First sure. off, people um, super judging me for not painting my army and abusing <laughs> Seth. I'm so sorry. Um, Hold on. Second, no, 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 no. Time out. <laughs> That's an abusive I, I relationship. A long time ago, volunteered to paint that army. Yeah, oh, no. yeah. I think everybody I knows long, that. Yeah. It's okay. So, uh, I, Fabio, I just want to make sure that we have a good looking army for Shelby, and my team doesn't get docked ten points. So it's slightly selfish Love abuse. You, there's there's some there's some self interest in there. Also, Seth's just cool, and he's a good painter. Um, so Fabio Vander Fabio Vanderburn. Uh, but he had an actually interesting suggestion about judges, and I don't know That's how you. possible this is, Kicker. He says, if there's some way to institute like a text the judge Ooh. number for basic questions or like some sort of chat, if there's a way for people not to abuse that, and then judges can just like quickly respond, or somebody can be stationed to quickly respond to easy questions, or maybe there can be like a request to judge yeah, I love something. I don't judge. know. I love that. That's genius. And that's something we can implement very easily. I love that. I'm going to be talking to Reese about that tomorrow. Cool. Awesome. Uh, and then Sanguinius on, the on a similar will note. Go straight to Reese's number. Is that correct? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just text Reese. <laughs> Just text Reese. Why not? Uh, oh God, Sanguinius suggests a Hogwarts bad. for judges. I think that is also a brilliant idea. You should also bring that up to Reese. Hogwarts for judges. 10 Hogwarts, out of 10. I mean, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I do know that we yeah. uh, we have, uh, we are looking to grow the Frontline Gaming Staff Judge team. And so we'll we'll be discussing that in future episodes. But, cool. Uh, awesome. Right. Tamadashi Express also says, I'm used to packs where the room is as important, if not more important than the ticket. I completely understand that feeling because Dragon Con is always the exact oh, same yeah. way. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but yes, FLG and stuff and shenanigans. So uh, the only real thing that I can think of off the top of my head for you guys uh, in terms of stuff that you can pick up from last week is Chapter Tactics uh, had a fun episode coming out. Um, that covers how to use TTS and best uses of TTS just in general for folks that aren't really familiar with it. Uh, the Grim After Dark had an episode last night that yep. hasn't like been posted yet. So if you caught it on stream, great. Okay, cool. So Grim After Dark has a new episode. Uh, look forward to those snarky comments. Um, in the future, <laughs> what you don't have is 40K Stat Center due to, wow. and I quote, creator incompetence Oof. it's just been delayed for one week uh I, I think that that um your beautiful floating head val only he has a lot on his plate and so i think 40k stats center will be back uh, the, very the, very the soon falcon also has a bit on his plate too so it's no. a it's a combination of the two val and pete yeah. they're just trying to build the suspense that's all yeah yeah they gotta they gotta keep if i could drum roll on my mic i would but <laughs> our, our it guru rich did not add the the soundboard tonight but Shelby, you have some great so, news for us as well, though, right? So I do. News, some good news. Let's see the good news. I've got some really good news for you. So Steve Joel, if you don't know who Steve Joel is, he is a delightful New Zealander who has the voice of an angel. Um, and he did 40K Game Changers. And next week, I believe, he's going to be back with 40K Game Changers with Duncan Rhodes himself. Uh, mm. He's If you guys don't know who Duncan Rhodes is, he is like the OG GW paint lesson guy, uh, which I think is just going to be super cool. Also, Steve is just a great dude. Um, so give that. I don't know when when that is exactly. Just, uh, uh, you know, week. keep an eye out for it. Yeah, it's next week. It's just I don't know, like what day, what time, etc. If you subscribe um, to the Frontline Gaming Network, you'll get it automatically downloaded to your mobile oh, device. Just saying. Sick. So just, just sick. Subscribe. <laughs> um, Good so plug kicker. I, <laughs> I can never figure which way to point. That way, 
I'm put a yeah, sign you're that because uh, you're that way and then kickers over there right um <laughs> so i know that you guys obviously have a lot of questions and thoughts probably about the itc code of conduct that came out um and we definitely want to dedicate a very significant discussion to that which is why uh we are going to put a pin in our discussion of the itc code of conduct until next week when we're going to have adam solis on uh for our first interview uh well our our as new hosts first interview um He's an FLG judge who should have some pretty good insight into why and, and how the ITC Code of Conduct was written up as it is. Um, so tune in. And if you have questions in particular that you want answered about I the ITC Code of Conduct that came out, submit them to our community questions page thing, um, please. That way we can yeah. have some cool questions for Adam to answer and also <laughs> maybe us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thoughts on any of those awesome things, guys? Did I miss anything coming up or that happened that was cool? I think you nailed it all. You got it all, yeah. Yeah. Well, sick. All right. <clears throat> now that the news is out of the way, let's talk about Warhammer Plus. Uh, because that was announced at noon today. So <clears throat> we're the first FLG podcast that gets to it. Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> She's not really sorry at all. We're she first. really was totally happy to just snag this one. <laughs> I am I am very happy to, to be able to talk about this because initially, okay, so I was super, super skeptical of Warhammer Plus. I still am. There is still like a conspiratorial, uh, like really skeptical part of my brain that's like, hmm, this truly cannot be as good as it seems. Because whenever they announced it, I was like, you get a streaming service. And you get a streaming service. And I just assumed it was going to be another one of those like five to $10 cost things that I would add inevitably uh, to like my, my PlayStation lineup of things that I could watch. Right. And I just assumed that it would be um, any one of those like 10 shows or whatever that they'd been previewing, which are cool and all, but I wasn't sure that it was worth like its own entire streaming service. So they announced this back in March and they've been tossing a few teasers at us and it's been a couple of months and they finally previewed it this morning uh this afternoon evening depending on where you are i don't know where you are <laughs> and so if you haven't checked out that live stream um either you can go back and watch it or you can just go to the warhammer community page but i will give you the highlights here um so turns out that when they say warhammer plus they actually meant like um like a lot. So they <laughs> lot, they lot, included they included some really specific stuff in addition to exclusive offers which I will be Yeah, wait, wait. Uh, no, turn, 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 point. Turn. We're, oh, we're all pointing oh, yes. right now to the beautiful 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 <laughs> limited edition model that you'll get. Yes. That's, that's cutting off the top of my head. It's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> Your head was too big anyway, Shelby. I'll just scooch down here. It's okay. All right. So uh, turns out it's going to be a lot of stuff, including an exclusive offer and one of two minis, including this guy. Uh, the other one, which I didn't get a picture of, is an orc. I guess they're cool. It's fine. Uh, but this guy, <laughs> this freaking guy, uh, the Vindicare is getting a resculpt. So this is pretty awesome. Um, in addition to that, they're going to do a bunch of shows and stuff like Lore Masters. Um, they're going to have a folks on to talk about 40k lore, which if it's very easily accessible, I'm super excited about because um, getting into 40k lore has always been something that's pretty intimidating to me. And I've wanted to dive in because it seems really interesting, but there hasn't, like, I, I feel like I have to read 30 books in order to catch up. So if this winds up being a pretty nice accessible series. I'm stoked about it. Um, GW is also going to start doing their own battle reports, it would appear. Very curious to see how that's going to go. It already includes a subscription to the Warhammer app. If you were subscribed already, you can get your model earlier. Yeah. So that's that's a nice concession. Um, and you'll also have access to a vault of 
old GW publications and like white dwarfs and stuff like that. So tons of stuff. It is in literal value, a really, really good deal. It's $5.99 a month. It's $60 annually. And the app by itself is like $5 a month right now. So like if they keep up with the app, then that alone, like I might as well pay a dollar more. I, I thought the app was $3 a month now. Oh, pro- I think they probably. reduced the price a little bit. I anyway. don't keep up with stuff. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I'll be I'll be quite frank. The thing that I am looking forward to absolutely the most, like the model is cool. The things that cost literal money are cool. But um, they announced they're going to do a Citadel Color Masterclass. Like they're coming back with the revamped Masterclass stuff. And it's with Louise Sugden. And if you've never seen her stuff, holy shit. Sorry, I'm it's, not supposed It's amazing. Look at this. This is the Mind Stealer's Pharynx, Pharynx, or whatever it is. I am just wow. like floored by her abilities. Uh, so if you if you don't follow her on Instagram, she's Savage Orc Guy. Uh, Louise, <laughs> if you ever listen to this stuff, I really love your stuff. I want to meet you and shake your hand or something because you're you're awesome and this is awesome. And I'm going to watch this because I need to get better at painting. And, uh, and so. I hear she likes painting orcs. I hear, I also hear she likes painting orcs. Um, so that's going to be really cool. And that sort of stuff is included in Warhammer Plus. So leveling this out. Okay. There's the, there's the pitch, right? The super, super simple pitch. What do you guys think? Do you think it's worth? Are you guys going to sub? Is there something you're most excited about? And do you think this is enough because I am still a little skeptical given GW's track record of releasing content uh, and the app and such, right? Like, how do we think this release, this really, really ambitious release is going to go? Seth, you want to go first? Yeah, because you're, you're more energetic than I am, and I'm going to bring the mood <laughs> down here a little bit. Okay, so, right, so I'm right. going gonna, I'm gonna, to preface everything I say with, I will probably be a day one subscriber. Um, I think they put a lot of things in here that are are good. I think some of it might be a little bit filler for me, just not personally my interest. Like, I really doubt their battle reports are going to be um, on the par that I would want them to be. Um, so I'm probably not going to you know, watch all those. But the painting stuff, I do want to learn more about painting, so that'd be a great way. The lore stuff, depending on the topic, I might listen to. Um, the access to the minis, they have a VIP package. If you're going to their events, you're supposed to get VIP treatment. I, mean, I kind of wonder if that's just going to be like, you you can have access to this, but it might cost you a little bit more to actually get the actual Good point. Good point. Um, you know, so you know, I, I so I wonder about that. And and I thought this was an opportunity for them if they wanted to charge me, you know, 15, 20 bucks a month, but then give me access to every 40k rule that comes out digitally as it comes out, I would have in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd have been trying to give them money today, um, somehow. Um, so I think it was a it, that was kind of what I was hoping to get. So I was a little let down that that wasn't in there. I still think what we're getting is good value. Um, I'm probably going to... Basically, to me, this basically sounds like the content you would have gotten in White Dwarf, but in a video format, which the reality is like print magazines are kind of, you know, going out of vogue. So this is them revamping that content. And I'm, I'm totally down with that. I watch tons of video content. I make video content. Um, so I'm down with that. So I'm still going to do it. I thought it was going to be a little bit bigger than maybe it was, but I'm still excited. I just want to know a little bit more about like what the VIP stuff is and and all that, but I'm doing it. I'm signing it. I'm a shill. I don't care. (laughs) I'm, I'm still kind of skeptical to be honest. I mean, I'm a 
huge GW fanboy, but I just I I really want to see just how good these uh these anime these cartoon these these shows are right because yeah. you know I'm I'm really like I, I mean I have faith right but still I mean are they going to be that good we don't know yet so I might have to wait a week or two see what people are saying and if it's that good then I'll jump on board the uh the the thing that really has me though is the painting videos I think that's what's really going to get me in there I mean I hope they don't like remove their free painting content off of their website off of their citadel paint website because that would I be frustrating about that yeah, yeah i wouldn't I, I reference those all the time even though no, so like, they yeah. specifically said that those like painting segments on youtube will stay okay good. those are going to be okay. like they, they basically described it as those are going to stay there those are kind of your targeted good. like good i wouldn't say basic but and then the stuff that Luis is going to do is like a big step up beyond that. Okay. So cool. there, there is going to be a distinct difference. They, Louise also they, on the stream was asking for like viewer input. Like, what do you guys want to see? So I think that would be cool. Um, you know, kind of, you know, getting some requests, uh, particular you know, techniques and that sort of thing. That's yeah. definitely yeah. the thing that's got me most excited more so than the limited edition mini. Cause there's always another limited edition mini it's, it's that paint paint class, but, um, uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, Shelby, do we have any like audience commentary on, on this? Any questions? Um, mostly just like various comments on, uh, the, the legitimacy of this actually turning out well, but you guys <laughs> talked a lot and spoiler alert, I actually can't scroll through these comments apparently. So if you, <laughs> if you had a question Too way bad. down there somewhere, yeah, uh, and, repost it. And, and we're looking at a combined list of questions from like all of our, you know, like Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube yeah. all combined. I'm so looking at them all. it's all it's together. Too- so guys, if you're listening to us, you know, on your drive to work tomorrow or whenever you're listening to us, we're a live podcast. You can join in on uh, on our stream Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Watch us, talk to us, communicate with us. But uh, hey, Seth, why don't you take us to the competitive uh, the competitive news? All right. So, so I kind of, I kind of, I left a little preview there in the beginning that this right. was a slower week in terms of, of, of competitive news. And so I've been working on a couple different stories and I'm just going to, I'm kind of, kind of preview a few of them and then we're going to get to the main one tonight. But, um, generally speaking on these slower weeks, when we have lulls in, in 40 K competitive news, I really wanted to try to take some time to talk to some players that maybe are, are mono faction players. They just stick with one faction, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, um, and kind of get their, their, you know, thoughts on on why do they stick with those types of factions? And I also wanted to start talking to some groups outside the U.S. Uh, obviously, the three of us are based here in the U.S. FLG is based here in the U.S., but 40K is a much wider community than the U.S. Um, so I really wanted to start getting in touch with some of these these other metas in different places um, and get an idea of what it was like there. What's the difference in event styles there? What's the difference in player attitude there? So um, with that in mind, um, I, I used uh, some, some advice from the Falcon um, and got in touch with Neil Kerr. Uh, Neil Kerr is, uh, he is the, the head judge for uh, the WTC, and he is uh, in Sweden. He's been there about 10 years now. Um, and so he talked to me a lot about the Swedish meta, um, and he described it as a literal shark tank. Um, it's composed of a really strong core of top-tier players. Um, some names of this were like Daniel Hesselberg, uh, Rickard Nilsson, uh, Thomas and Mikhail uh, Christensen. Um, and these are all top players that have won events or been to WTC for various countries. Um and they travel really well. Like it's not uncommon for them to travel 
four, six hours to an event. Wow. Um, and their event sizes tend to be a bit smaller. They're talking about 30 to 50 player events. So if you got this core of 20 to 30 really top tier players that travel and your event is only like 30 to 50 players, that's like half the field being Nick Notavati's showing up. <laughs> that's like, super intimidating. Yeah. So, so yes, you would think, oh my God, these guys are like literal shark tanks. They're going to destroy you. Um, they've also, uh, in the past, before ninth edition, they used a really heavily comped system of 40K. So they're used to not running net lists. They run their own variants of lists, their own kind of unique lists. So if you ever look into to kind of what the lists are using there, they always look different than what you'll see as the net list. So they like trying new combos and like being unique. So that's kind of cool. But despite this like shark tank, fierce competition, there is a strong emphasis on sportsmanship and respect. It is the culture in those groups. Win, lose, or draw after the game, you go out and you have a drink with your, your opponent. Um, that helps build camaraderie and it's really helped those players start to play uh, by intent a lot more. Um, in fact, in the last 10 years that Neil's been there, uh, he has not seen a significant issue uh, in, in terms of cheating that has wow. resulted in a yellow card or a red card, which is wow. amazing wow. to say across a 10-year period. So I thought wow. that was a really cool group and, and meta to talk about. What do you guys think about that? So who wants to go play 40K in Sweden? Yeah, when's oh, yeah. the next frontline Tigers. gaming event in Sweden, right? That's your job. Find out. <laughs> Get on that. The game plan for next year. Uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. That's, right. that's amazing, though. I love the fact that like it's that many amazing players all traveling and then all like just hanging out after the event and just grabbing a drink. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think I think you'll see that in a lot of groups, but it, it's good to hear that like despite this fierce competition, they're not like that guy beat me. I'm screw him. I'm not going to. Yeah. You know, they're like, all right, let's go get a drink. You know. I mean, like, so there's this, there's like, that's sort of the principle of, of like knowing you're going to see them again, right? Like if there's a small team of, if there's a small core of players and you're just like, I I hate that guy, but like, he's (laughs) going to be at every tournament for the next two years. And you just gotta, you gotta suck it up and deal with it. It's fine. Good point, Shelby. Good point. Yeah. So (laughs) just, just tank that. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, so let's get through the ITC recap and then we can hit the rapid fire section. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, not a lot of movement because like I said, it's kind of been a slow week. So for your 40 pay competitive track, number five is James Kelling. Number four is Nick Nadavati. Number three is Mark Hurdle. I expect to see Mark to go up a little bit now that Admec yeah. got a new book that's super strong because Mark has been mainlining Admec for a while now. Yeah, um, we got good old man Brad Chester at number two and Sean Nathan still at number one. Um, coming in on the 40K hobby track, uh, number five is Nicholas Wenker. Number four is Noah Bedham. Uh, number three is Rick Hill. Number two is Lee Harris. He made his spot way back into that top five. And number one is JT Stiegler. Now, we actually have some pictures today um, because uh, the last few shows, we said, hey, if you are on this this top five and you've got some pictures of your army, send it in. And Noah actually got a hold of me and he sent in his Admech army. Oh, nice. Take a look at this army, kicker. We got some. Ooh, nice. Yeah. nice Take a look nice. at this. That's that a is all army. dry brushed army. No That's way. Dry brush, and then he said he used the artist opus technique, and so it's nice. it's coming out amazingly. And so these are like honestly talking with him about this. This is still work in progress stuff. He showed wow. me uh, some pictures that we're we're not going to share it because it's not ready for reveal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's got a huge display board, like multi level display board with a bunch of Necron stuff on it. Like they're like busted up Necrons that you know the ad mech are taking over, um, and he's got like a fog machine and a lightning machine in it. So like. <laughs> Oh yeah. So like, so the this is just like is more competitive. The, oh, the yeah. hobby track is like, well, you know, people roll up their sleeves. That yeah. that, that is and not. Here, yeah. Look at it. Here's one of his little characters. He's got. Oh, I, I I can't remember the name of the Admex. It's probably like a manipulus. Blah blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. You get a bajillion buffs character, <laughs> um, but they look great. So yeah. Hey, um, so, JT, just, he's stuff. number one of the hobby track. He just emailed me today. JT, if you're listening to this, email me some photos of your army. You're currently number one in the hobby track. Yeah. Send me photos. 
I do have pictures of Lee, but Lee, you could just send me better pictures of your army that were not my cell phone. Good it's pictures the are same, nice. bro. Good pictures are super nice. Yeah. So if you're on the hobby track stuff, guys, just send us pictures because we would love to show them off. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so let's keep going with the top fives. Uh, AOS competitive track. Um, for some reason, I deleted the number five. Whoever number five is, I'm really sorry, but I deleted oh. you. Uh, number four is Daniel Vasquez. Number three, Matthew Abbott. Number two, Ramon Silva. And number one, Anthony Trentinelli. Um, AOS oh. Hobby Track. We still have a big tie uh, in second place. So number five is technically Brandon Dominguez. Number four, Ramon Silva. Number three, Gabriel Pacheco. Number two, Matthew Abbott. And number one, uh, definitively number one, is Scott Reed. So uh, there you go. Uh, whoever is number five on the AOS competitive track, I really apologize. <laughs> if I find you at an event, I'll buy you a drink. I'm sorry. You you anonymous number five, Hugh. You're my favorite. I'm going to have to go look him up and message him. <laughs> like, I'm real sorry. He doesn't even listen to this. He doesn't Probably really not. care. Like, there's, a, there's a podcast about or this. Or she. Stuff? <laughs> I'm not going to assume. Very true. Uh, very true. All right. Let's hit. Remember, we got, uh, if you guys are new to the show, we've got rapid fire section next. So this is a rapid fire round. We're, uh, we're all going to take turns asking each other a question that you, the listeners, submitted to us through the Frontline Gaming Community page where Kicker puts up a nice Google Doc for you guys to submit questions to us. And we're going to read them out and try to give you a quick answer. Seriously, right. send us questions. Silly Seriously. ones, serious ones, doesn't matter. Yeah, we send have them. such a range, but yeah, we love all questions. Because we have to pick stuff that's maybe, you know, relevant to us. Like if you ask me about Eldar, you ain't getting a good answer, okay? So <laughs> we could always research it a little bit in advance, I guess. And yeah. remember, we guys, could do we, work. We have Adam, uh, the FLG judge, coming on next week. Yes, so you can don't ask remember. judge questions. Yeah. Specifically yes, in that, that document next week, if you have judge questions for about the code of conduct, get them in. We will we will make Adam answer them. We will hold his feet to the coals for you. No, we won't we won't do that. <laughs> That's illegal and bad. Uh, all right, I, Seth, uh, the clock is up. Okay. Let's go. All right. So, uh, this one is for Shelby. It is uh, from Dan in Massachusetts. What are your favorite Warhammer 40k content producers for new slash intermediate players to get better at a competitive play? Okay, guys. So this is a weak weak question for me. Uh, but I did some looking, and I would say um, Play on Tabletop is a very widely accessible, widely popular YouTube channel that also has some like intro to, to 40k for ninth edition um, for beginners. Uh, so that's that's a good one. They do a bunch of bat reps. Um, maybe also Tabletop Titans. Just ho- insert host of bat reps here. Um, <laughs> I also think Best in Faction podcast is good. And while it focuses a lot on competitive stuff, they usually have some really nice um, episodes on on sort of other concepts like, like sportsmanship or how, yeah. to, how to handle losing and that sort of thing, right? Um, yeah. People in the chat, if you want to tell me your favorite things that I definitely probably missed, <laughs> I will I will mention them here in a bit. Um, but in the meantime, Kicker, yes, John from England, England asks, England. will there be a legendary pub crawl at LVO 2022 and what night? <laughs> so, so John, I'm very happy to say yes, we will continue the tradition of the legendary pub crawl at LVO. This is going to be run most likely by Cooper, who's run it in the past, and this will be happening on Saturday night. So, you know, if you're at any one of our other, uh, you know, frontline gaming events and you are a local to the area, reach out to me. We'd love to have you run our pub crawl. So we have Texas coming up, but then of course we have uh, New Orleans and SoCal. So we'd love to have a pub crawl at those events as well. So just shoot us an email. Um, Seth, I got a question for you, man. All right. Zach from Pittsburgh asks, could you see competitive war gaming going to a PGA or professional soccer style system where people work their way up into higher level events? What would it take to put such a system in place? Ooh, deep question. 
Yeah. So I, I, I picked this one out. I, I did like this one um, because there, there is some similar stuff like this sort of going on in AOS. Um, Rob, the Honest Wargamer, who El Jefe works with, um, is is doing a similar system for AOS. Um, and I, I there are things like this in, in 40K. There have been events that have been invitational. Um, Nova used to run a big invitational. Um, you know, mm. there's, there's smaller events that are invitational only. Um, so I, I like that idea. I think that the best way to do it uh, would be to do something like we're going to have an open um, and then an invitational. I don't think. Yeah, I understand what he's saying. You know, professional soccer has different leagues, and you have to work your way up to get into league. I think that is a big step to just jump right into. But if we just start with opens and invitationals, and yeah. get that you know kind of a regular thing, and then over time we could say okay to qualify for the invitational you need to do x y and z and then that basically becomes its own league if that makes sense there's so no, I, they, no way that was five minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. No, no, we're still going we're still going we're still going yeah. uh okay uh, yeah i'm looking at the clock we're, we're still got time we still got time okay so okay. all right all right so uh for shelby uh from the anonymous supreme grandmaster Azrael. Uh-huh. of course you made me read this one I don't know, um, <laughs> of the anonymous or of the numerous individuals that inhibit the galaxies presently or inhabit the galaxies. Man, I'm trying to read not well tonight. Uh, which would you like to see a tabletop representation of that does not currently have one? Uh, who doesn't have a model that you would like to have one? Sorry, that was me summing up the the, the fancy comment of Supreme Grandmaster Ezra. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so if I'm just answering for me and we're not giving these two an opportunity to answer, uh, Lehman Russ. Not, right, if, not not 30K. 40K, Lehman Russ. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. Why uh, would you want that piece of crap in 40K? Get out. This get is a out. rapid fire round, uh, folks. We got to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> a kicker. Tim yes. from New Orleans asks, what is the best restaurant in New Orleans that you can play 40K at? <laughs> I, very I know specifically, Tim, the answer I know is very much Bad Wolf. Uh, that is Bad Wolf. They have a website. What? Out. It is a beautiful bar and restaurant with, of course, many 40K tables that you can play at. Great please please tell me this is the named after Doctor Who. Yes, it is a Doctor mm-hmm. Who reference. Good, 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 good. It's got to be. Um, if it wasn't Tim, done. <laughs> uh, Seth Lloyd from Akron, he's asking orcs. Are they um, are supposedly both fungi animals? Um, please elaborate. You are a vet in real life, Seth. Maybe yes, you yes, can elaborate. Yes. What what are orcs? Are they fungi animals? There, there is. Uh, so there's GW, and I love GW, but GW has kind of gone back and forth on what they are. Um, they they've they've said they're fungi. They said they're animals. They're probably most likely a, a symbiotic organism. So they probably have fungal cells. Uh, that help feed some of their animal cells. That's pro- <laughs> like that's the that's the science answer of it. Um, but they've thrown things into the lore that mess it up. Like orcs uh, <laughs> reproduce via spores in some stories. Like like you literally like you fight an orc wog, you kill it. They spread spores on your planet, and then orcs grow out of the ground and become feral orcs and then reattack your cities later because why not um, but then there's also like an inquisitor that the my favorite one was there was an inquisitor that believes that orcs manifest themselves psychically so once there's one orc there he believes there's more orcs there which then creates more orcs what? which then the new orcs believe there should be more orcs what? and they just psychically create themselves I'm, i don't know i it's there i've been reading the new gas I've been reading the Gasgall book, and there's orcs are weird. Uh, like literally, like they're like the, the Inquisitor in that book was like, orcs can believe two truths at the same time, and the Inquisitor just like lost their mind because they were like, that Macari was telling a story, and the Inquisitor was like, well, it can't be 
both of those those are mutually exclusive and they're like no it's both and they're like what? like they're like well i'm not makari but i am makari and they're like but but which one is it well i wasn't makari but then i was makari so i'm both not and makari. they were like what huh to, to answer huh? your question lloyd i think it's uh the jury's still out yeah <laughs> we have to do some more research know. on, on, on this right. topic. Uh, uh, okay. really quickly really quickly before we You'll proceed get. and i've got 20 seconds left i would be remiss if i didn't mention forge the narrative the art of war and all of our other frontline game chapter, chapter tactics chapter you know tactics. that is designed to everything else but i i did legitimately L- uh, just like proud of you about now. forge the forge the narrative and art of war like that's just <laughs> that's fine i love um, art of war they just might be a little little uh, guys they're, they're a high bar dice down yeah, dice down, dice down. Okay, for the questions. Okay. uh guys uh that was that was wonderful good job i think we got most of the answer most of the questions yeah. answered all right yeah. so you know applause all around um what's happening up in events guys of course lone star open tickets are still on sale they're running low out of hotel rooms oh uh, uh, shelby anything happening in the network you want to say one last time plug uh, again, stat center delayed, so don't lose your minds whenever it doesn't come out next week. It's okay. Again, oh, quote, my. incompetent director. No, no, excuse me. Uh, uh, what? I don't, <laughs> creator. Is creator. Word. I'm so sorry. I mean, you get us the director and the creator. Uh, hey, uh, uh, do, we have any, do we have any chat questions that we want to hit before we leave? Uh, mostly just some awesome comments. At some point, it popped up that we had like more than 100 chat comments, which oh, we wow. hadn't done before. So it was really, really what? active, just not oh, with a lot of questions. You guys are great. I, I wish that Love I could y'all. be in there Thank answering with y'all. Um, hey, thanks. Seth- do you want to thank our producer this week? Yes, we yes. You last I specifically week. got <laughs> mad last week that I forgot to do this. Um, yeah. You guys behind the scenes, you see this nice produced screen in front of you. What we see is three individual like feeds of us and then uh, a man <laughs> in a tank top uh, named Rich <laughs> that is the mastermind behind like making us all on one screen and cutting out our green screens, which I move too much and make upset. Um, and yelling and at us about lighting audio and stuff. Logos and getting I, all the stream. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what a deal technology. He just gets angry at me. He, yeah, um, so he does. He does everything for us. We really appreciate him because we certainly don't have the knowledge to do this without him. And Val, you are an Thank amazing you, director. Rich. Thank you for the criticism. Val's been grooming us and educating us and teaching us and showing us the he, way. Yep, so he's thank been you guys. Given lots of notes. We appreciate it. All right. Well, Seth, you want to wrap us up? Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed episode number 741, I believe. I might have just to cut the numbers because it's going to get really high. Um, but until next time, uh, this has been Seth. I'm Kicker. And Shelby. And have a great week and see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye.